All right, we are back, and this is Sang Dong Dara, and you're listening to Fresh Off the Plate, where we discuss mouth-watering and trending foods and chat about our special guest's point of view with home cooking. So I have someone very special with me that uh, has been doing a lot of cooking with me. Um, his name is Michael Sid. Hello, What's Sam? up? <laughs> How's it going? Thanks you... for having me on your show. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> Are you excited? <laughs> Does that sound really rehearsed? Yeah, I am so excited. I am so excited. <laughs> okay, it's okay. We're, we're just having a discussion here. Um, yeah, so we have Michael with, with me, and we're going to talk about a lot of interesting food news. I have sur- uh, a lot of surprise food news for him. Yeah, I'm looking um, at this metal pot right now. Yeah, so we're actually live at a new location for from my actual apartment recording this. So we are actually in Michael's um, condo, and it's a very beautiful... Is it a condo? Is that what it you is, call it? Yeah. It's a beautiful condo. You want to describe you. how you imagined your condo and all this cooking stuff you have? Yeah, I really wanted to live in a place where I could have a lot of guests over. So we did a... Thumb and thumb, and I guess we can explain what thumb yep. and thumb is later. Uh, we did a thumb and thumb shared plates dinner a couple of months ago, and I was really happy with that with how that <laughs> turned out. Yes. All things considered, <laughs> uh, we had like basically eleven people over. Um, there's a large dining table for people to kind of meet and mingle and eat um, at. Um, and there's also a kitchen area with a large a island. Beautiful kitchen. Right? And that's where we're sitting right now. Yes. And I, I love your lamps or your lighting in the dining table <laughs> and your circular um, mirror. What are you going to use the mirror for? Uh, just, you know, as people eat, they can check their teeth <laughs> and see if they have cilantro bits. Oh, that's very nice of you. Yeah, very, very nice. Very considerate. Okay, so I want our listeners to know who you are, Michael. So, Michael is a really good friend of mine um that has been working on thumb and thumb which is our lao pop-up cart that gives papaya salad to people uh, but i'll let michael explain that and also i guess who you are what do you do who is michael sure <laughs> so michael um i grew up in the south bay area of la so i'm la born and raised went to school here and now live here um, my passion and my current career is in urban planning, um, and that's really, oh, I can hear the siren okay, in the background. LA, it's This live. is LA. <laughs> uh, so basically we help um, shape the built environment. Um, so that's one thing I'm really excited about. Another is food. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of growing up in an immigrant family, we were exposed to a lot of different types of food, and I've just always enjoyed cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I share with Sang. So yeah. what we do together is thumb and thumb. Mm-hmm. And thumb and thumb, as Sang mentioned, is essentially a papaya salad street food cart. Um, we started this summer and we just hit, just popped up. Yeah, popping up every week. <laughs> uh, at random street corners in, in downtown Los Angeles in the Arts District. Um, and it's been a really interesting experience. We've met yeah. so many amazing people. Uh, we've had great conversations with our, I guess, customers. The pe- customer. Oh, they pay or us a, commu- our community, a community donations. Yeah, they pay <laughs> us a donation, so they're not really our customers. But, you know, um, and we've also set up in K-Town yeah. at um, a great uh, K-Spa. A great K-Spa. K-L-G. Shout out to Grant. Thank you, Mrs. Kim. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so that's kind of cool, where cool. we are. Um, okay, before we dive into more of all of this, I want we have you know our special um, food that I give all my guests, 
And so this one, I had to travel far and wide to bring it here and make sure that it is one piece. So we have a pot over the food right now. And so I'm going to have Michael lift it up. And I want you to go ahead and explain what you see. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be scared of it. Just go Drum ahead. Beat. Just go ahead. Here he goes. Okay. Lift that pot. Boom. Oh, um, okay. You can like Interesting. Yeah. What, are, what are you seeing? This is a very shiny. Do you see a reflection of it? I see myself. It almost looks like it's painted. Right? Like, is, is this edible? It is very edible. Um, but it does look like a dessert of some kind. Um, can I look at what's underneath? Yeah, yeah. Look, look at all see. around. Is see. it like a fudge? Is it like a cookie? Is it? It kind of looks like a large, what do you call that? Like when you're playing pool, a pool ball. Oh, yeah, a black pool ball. Like, like imagine a pool ball that's been halved. A black pool ball that's really like lacquered and shiny. I was very happy with this outcome of the shininess I was going for. Because, you know, everyone's been trying to do those um, shiny glaze no. cakes. So this is my interpretation. This is like many levels of like clear coat, like super polish. And so it's, this one's not wow. done yet. It, I'm still going to add like st certain things, but this is just the foundation of it. So now you can go ahead and dig in. Wait, are you allergic to it? <laughs> any like chocolate? No, no, I'm good. Nuts. Okay. I love nuts. Okay. Um, Chocolate. He's digging in. Describe. I almost feel bad having to poke my fork. It's out. art. You're you're destroying art. Okay, oh wow! So, look at that cut. So it cuts very cleanly, and it kind of just stops at the cookie. The cookie's very hard. Can I? Yep. I'm gonna go into because actually I'm not gonna try it. So it's like a mousse. Yes, almost? it is a mousse. Mmm. I'm a fan. It's like chocolatey, it's mm. rich, it's not like too I heavy because like it's a mousse. Let me try the cookie. The cookie is a bit hard. When did you make this? This morning. Oh. <laughs> well, it, it took, it started last night and to finish it off this morning. Is this, is, this is why this is called fresh off the plate? Why? Because oh, like, it's fresh. It's fresh, you just made sure, it. Sure, <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm, 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 okay, mm, there we go. Mm. Wait, did you try the cookie? I did. And what are your thoughts? What does it taste like? I feel like they both go very well together. Mm. I love the texture of the cookie. I'm kind of weird. I'm not really a sweets kind of person. I like savory mm. foods to sweet foods. Yeah. So, like, this is perfect because it's not too sweet. Mm. Good. Because you know how sometimes you have, like, things that are just so, like, sickly sweet? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no. Like those, uh, those white people cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't name any names, but, yeah, David, you know, Marie. Yeah, Calvin. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a, it's a shiny glaze mousse. So the mousse was frozen overnight so I could have the structure. Mm -hmm. And then the glaze is made out of like cocoa powder, sugar, gelatin to give the shine. Mm. And it's actually very beautiful when you like drizzling all of it over the top. I can imagine. Do you use a special, like, rack? So when you pour the chocolate over your mousse, it kind of doesn't pull out the bottom and it kind of you just... No, I want to say yes, but I do not have a special okay. rack. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a plate and a lot of uh, chocolate drizzle was all over the place, but it, it made it through. Yeah, this looks amazing. Um, so this is, yeah. This Thank you for sharing eat this. Up. Um, so my inspiration, I've been getting into a lot of baking and dessert making, as you can see. I've been trying to infuse a lot of Asian flavors with, um, like, popular desserts. Because I don't think there are Asian flavors out there as many as I want. Mm. 
Um, does maybe, this have Asian flavors? It does not. The, oh, there's coconut in the cookie on the oh, bottom. Oh, I just felt yeah. it, yeah. Mm. But uh, soon, maybe in my next one, I want to make like a ube one. That would be good. Mm. So that was the dessert that he was surprised with. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what you're going to come up with next, especially your Asian dessert creations. Oh my gosh, it's a lot of pressure to <laughs> There's this, So I, I went to Smorgasbord a couple uh-huh. of weeks ago, and I, was, I really liked this one mm-hmm. vendor. Shout out to whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. But they had an ube-flavored ice cream sandwich. Okay. And they used these like pineapple buns, kind of mm-hmm. milk buns, that you get at dim sum. Okay. And they just cut it in half and put this huge scoop. What are they called? Do you know what they're called? I can look it up. We can click on whatever link below. I'll provide you. And we'll provide information. <laughs> Wait, okay. this is not YouTube. But... So Smorgasbord. Yeah, it was at Smorgasbord. So okay, explain what Smorgasbord is to people. So Smorgasbord, um, Smorgasburg, I guess. It started off in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York City. And it's this great, almost like a food flea market where um, a lot of vendors just come together to specialize in one particular food item yep. and, and serve it. So, and there's also like a beer hall component. So it's, it's a great fun. It's usually on, I think, Saturday, mm-hmm. like the entire Saturday. Um, it's just south of downtown Los Angeles and highly recommend that uh, folks check it out. Um, interestingly, they do not, there's no thumb and thumb up there. There's no Lao. There's no Lao establishments. There is this one Thai establishment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not the same. Yeah. Um, and uh, So do we want to pop up there? <laughs> is that what you're proposing? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is, new this news is brand new news. Whoa, whoa, breaking news. No, so I think we need to explore the kind of yeah. the, the business case for this. Absolutely. So if there's any aspiring uh, food entrepreneurs, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Um, Let it's, us know. It's a really Tips interesting and environment. Tricks, yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to speak about your 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 brain on like policy and research because Thumb and Thumb is two people and I am not good at that stuff. So you want, <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to talk about that side of it? What's sure. So as a planner, we basically write ordinances and create regulations and implement them. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently things are not super favorable to whether it's like mom and pop restaurants or people who just want to, you know, do something like Thumb and Thumb and share yeah. food with their community. Um, that said, it's a huge part of what makes LA, LA. We have a very strong, I would say, um, street food culture. Maybe not as great as like Laos, um, mm-hmm. other places, but in, in LA, um, street vending, folks, there's a huge community of folks who are trying to legalize it. Currently, it's still not legal. Mm. Um, but they've downgraded it from a um, felony. <laughs> it's now it's not it's not a misdemeanor anymore. It's mm. not a felony. It's now um, you can only get an administrative citation. Citation. Yeah, I guess uh, that might as well bring you to our the story, the, our infamous story, um, to the time where we almost got arrested. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we had everything down. Um, we've had a couple of pop-ups in the arts district under our belts. And we were fine. People loved us. People loved us. But then one day, um, this, in this business improvement district um, guy, you know, on his bike and his purple shirt, yeah. uh, told us that she had to leave. We've got some complaints from the, allegedly complaints from the homeowners in the area. Um, so we were, you know, we were respectful of that. And we yeah. started... Um, shutting down our operation 
um, much to the disappointment of our friends who were there um, and the community members who were there. Um, but uh, who was your friend? Lena, Lena my friend amazing. Lena. Thank you, Lena. She, I guess, well, how were you feeling when all that happened when that guy came? I was not terribly concerned, to be oh, honest. Um, but it, it really escalated when the actual LAPD came. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they came, basically knocked on the door of our second location on that yes. same day at an art pop-up. Yes, bless the art pop-up. So Lena, my friend, she came to, to get some papaya salad. And as she came, we were already closing down. I told her, you know, I'm sorry, we can't serve you because we're getting shut down by security and whatnot. And so Lena, with her smarts, she went to find an establishment that would take us in. Yeah. And so these hipster art people, bless their heart, they took us in. And we got to serve uh, papaya salad to the art community in there and to our friends that still came by. Um, yeah, that yeah. one person was like, oh yeah, this, this is an art space. This is a refuge. Yeah. When we explained our situation. I was vibing. <laughs> that was really sweet of her. I was like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So so then yeah, the cops came right, but we were already um, protected by these artists. We were in there. But it was still scary. I was still a bit uh, scared because because I am frustrated at the same time because we did move, but yet they still wanted to try to get us kind of or scare us Mm. or add extra warning, right? Yeah, and there seems to be really disparate enforcement of street food, Um, like just a few blocks from where we are. If you go to the fashion district every weekend, like the entire sidewalk is just covered in people selling like, fresh fruit, yep. hot dogs, and the like. Um, but if you go to, I guess, like a like a fancier Tony neighborhood, like the Arts District, um, where you have all these like fancy lofts, um, ironically because it's called the Arts District, mm-hmm. um, those people might see this kind of activity as I don't know harmful <laughs> or just not something they want yeah. as part of their community do you feel like we were targeted i don't know i don't know like we had a pretty good run we did we were there for like three weeks until something happened yeah yeah it was a, it was a very great lesson to learn from knowing policy the issues that are going on within yeah. the areas around us and so, shout out to the cop for letting us learn. He gave me his business card, so... <laughs> yeah. And I guess there are, like, a whole host of considerations as we hopefully go about and legalize um, street food and street vending. Um, of course, we want to be respectful to the existing small businesses. Yeah. So, like, we didn't set up in front of another Lao yeah. restaurant to try to take their business. Um, in fact, there were no real restaurants in the vicinity of where we are. Mm-hmm. And we were actually providing food. Um, I don't want to say to a food desert, but, like, you know, to where there's demand. To some homeless people. <laughs> yeah, we did do that as well. We did. To some dogs. Well, I don't know if we get the dogs, but... Yeah. Um... And, like, there are all these considerations. So we have to just, you know, be careful as we move forward um, and kind of strike the right balance is my bureaucratic way of... So now we are criminals or have our past criminals. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, well, that brings me to the first topic I want to talk about. Um, so I want this podcast to be useful to all the listeners out there. So hopefully they're, they're using our knowledge uh, to maybe 
pop up their own um, food cart. And the first thing I want to talk about is this uh, Chipotle article. What? So, are you a Chipotle fan? You know, I Uh-oh. go to Chipotle more than I really should. Okay, I feel like this it's, month. How long? Well, I haven't gone for like two months. But like, my point okay, is okay. like, it's like <laughs> relatively good for you. Like yeah. after you've like you know worked out or something, and you yeah. want to eat something that has protein and hopefully doesn't kill you. Yeah, I feel like Chipotle is a good option. And I know it's not authentic. Mexican food. Yes. It doesn't claim to be authentic Mexican yeah. food. Um, but it's still, you know, it's, it's 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 easy to eat, and it's good, and it's tasty. Yeah. That's all we want in life. Um, okay, so this article is titled, Loving Things You Never Knew About Chipotle, Straight from an Employee. Ooh, it's Ooh. mystical. What's, gonna, what's going on in Chipotle? So let's start off with the first thing. So the standard burrito weighs over one did you know you're eating over one pound of mess <laughs> no food in your what hand? i mean i can see that especially like how i do it like there are all these hacks you can do yes so um, many to hacks. maximize the amount of food you get so do you usually eat the whole burrito in one sitting i usually get a bowl oh look at you are you car <laughs> conscious okay no it's LA. just i don't want to like because I feel like I have to eat a burrito quickly because yes. it's falling apart. Yeah, yeah. And you have to like it bite your hand. The, the tortilla. Yeah. Yeah. So whereas with the bowl, I can just eat that at my own mm. leisure. And you can still get tortilla on the side. Are you aware of that hack? No. Wow. Thank you. I feel very educated. Huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is a regular Michelson order at Chipotle? Oh, people are going to judge me. <laughs> so... Bland. Um, Hello, how can I serve you? I'll have a a bowl. Um, a bowl to, for here, please. Here, because okay. if you get it to go, they'll clamp a lid on it. Yeah, and that kind of restricts you put the amount. Put a less in there yeah. because I don't have to clamp a lid on there. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, you can, if you want to take it, you can always ask for a bag later. Yeah. So take it for here. Um, I do chicken because it's. I mean, you're not going there because it's like delicious authentic yeah. anyway. So I just get chicken. Okay, this cheaper option. It is the cheaper option. Um, Sometimes people are really generous with their scoops. Sometimes yep. I'm like, oh, I guess I have to get Those double generous meat. scoopers. Um, I usually get like a little bit of white rice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no brown. I'm not a huge brown. I'm not a huge chipotle brown rice person. I feel okay. like it's overly like uncooked. Oh, and, like, you hear to... that chipotle? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> it's like really just dense, and yeah, I feel like yeah. it does stuff to my. Anyway, okay. Uh, and then I do half half for the beans, so I like both the pinto and the black wow, beans. Wow, look at you going for both beans. Okay. Uh, chicken. I always ask for the. Do they call it sofrito? The the bell peppers, red onion, fajitas, fajitas. Mm-hmm. Um, Love those. That's great. I'm trying to make it as colorful as possible. Always the corn salsa. I usually corn get pico salsa. de gallo, oh. which is like this tomato and onion one. You don't do the hot. I don't do the hot. I corn. do the I do the corn and the hot. I, I need that hot. But wait, I'm not done yet. And then I actually don't ask for cheese and sour cream because I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But later, I love the the Tabasco, the Chipotle Tabasco. And I just like drench. Chipotle Tabasco. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Like, it's not overly sour. Yeah. Like, they're like the green or like the standard vinegar based ones. Uh This one is less vinegar based and it's, it's delicious. Okay. Is that everything you put on? A lettuce as well. 
You missed the the big question: Is guacamole a thing? No, no guac. Why not? Because it's, it's like two dollars. <laughs> like I'm pointing at an avocado on my counter yeah, right that's now. An that's like that's high end. Fifty cents. That is expensive. And to turn that into, avoca- into guacamole, it makes true. Yeah. You should bring your own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always pack it in your pocket. Avocado with me. Okay, so that's a Michael Sin order. Ooh, I'm gonna try that next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, I usually put that and everything else. <laughs> Cheese, oh, sour yes. cream. Well, being health conscious, the sour cream is where all the calories and fat come from. Oh. So if you're trying to cut down, skip the the sour cream and just go for the guac. That's a healthier mm. fat. Um, I do the bowl. Oh, I do the salad. Um, so you know, healthy. You know, trying to be healthy. So no carbs. Trying to be LA. Um, yeah. So so the, the fact so that's gonna be probably less than a pound because you're not getting the cheese mm. and all the other stuff. Um, let's look at the next fact that they have. Let's not do that one. There is a way to skip the line. Did you know what? this? How do you, do you have to like bribe people? Well, let's, let's figure out. This is this is a secret. Most people don't know that nearly every Chipotle has an extra make line in the back of the restaurant where digital orders online or from our ordering app can be prepared. This means that customers who order digitally benefit from shorter and more accurate pickup times, including the ability to reserve a future pickup time and can skip the line to pick up their order. Whoa, Whoa. secrets. Now I know why there are people who seem to just magically walk in and out. And you get mad at them. But now yeah. you can't because they knew the secret. <laughs> but like is there a downside to this like you don't see them making mm, your burrito true they could be putting the scraps though. maybe the scraps <laughs> <go there. laughs> or they could be putting less sour cream less less guacamole that you're paying for yeah. true okay. so would you use the this app if I'm in a time crunch, I would. Have you used a food app for like fast like mm. Starbucks? I've used the Starbucks one. Very rarely. I feel like it's just so confusing. We have to download so the app. We have to like keep up with like payment, uh. and you have to connect your credit card to it, and yeah. you have to remember your password. And I always yeah. forget my password. My password. You can say, "Tell us your password," and then you'll always remember. Um, let's do that next show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's look at. I guess, what are your thoughts on the style of Chipotle? I feel like Chipotle was... Was it the the first restaurant that introduced... Or was successful at introducing this line kind of um, ordering? Yeah, like the assembly line yes. thing. Um, wait, you mean they... they Were they the Panda first? Express? Wait, who, who's first then? Well, is Panda Express like assembly? I feel like it's different because Panda, you're giving sections, entrees. But this Chipotle, usually it's to assemble one... Thing which is the burrito. There's Subway. That Subway is really not great. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> but I, I like this idea. And I actually, um, you know, if done well, I think it could really catch on. Like, there's 800 Degrees Pizza. Is that what that place is called? Uh-huh. And they do pizzas made to order. And it's also this, like, actually, that's now, like, a huge trend with, like, yeah. these, like, Blaze and, like, yep, it's everywhere. Um, assembly line pizzerias. So I'm a fan. Maybe we can do, do one for a thumb and thumb. Like in a, I mean, <laughs> we need more papaya food. salad is fundamentally like made to order, right? Yeah. So yeah. if anything, papaya thumbacoon beat yeah. Chipotle. Yeah, that's true. We were first. It's just we don't got the money to be <laughs> that large. Okay. I'm a big, I'm a fan of the poke assembly line. It's mm. so good. So um, let's look at these other ones. Um, no, freestyle, I'm good on that. Oh, okay. Did you know that the most popular order isn't a burrito? 
What is it? You can read that. We serve more burrito bowls than anyone else. Chicken is the most popular meat. Mild tomato salsa is our most popular. And of course, our guacamole is a favorite for good reason. So basically, I'm the most you, basic person. You're very common. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> you're very basic. One, basic one of <laughs> Basic million. burrito. That's literally what I get. A burrito bowl with chicken and mild mm. tomato salsa. I don't do the guac. So now we know. That's the common No, the bowl was once a secret menu item. Hmm. I did not know that. I did not know that. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Let's do this last one. Every bit of the food is actually handmade. Did you know that? I, I've read about that. It's fresh. Like, they, they're yeah. always about their brand, that they're fresh. They do things right on there. The I think spot. that's one of the things that differentiates a place like Chipotle and In-N-Out with... I don't know, McDonald's and... But doesn't McDonald's own Chipotle? Do they? I think at one time they invested, but now they've sold their investment. Oh, maybe. Uh, I think they're separate, because you can buy Chipotle stock. Oh. I think think it's like a publicly traded company. Anyway, but yeah, I like the fact that they actually cook and make food there, as opposed to being a glorified microwave and deep fryer, which is what... Unfortunately, a lot of fast food places yeah. are. Yeah. So this is healthy for you. It, you. It's made fresh. The ingredients are made fresh. And it also looks like they donate leftovers, which is a great program. Yeah. It's so, real food. good job, Chipotle. Shout out to them. Um, I had a friend, or I knew a friend of a friend that did their, like, poetry contest to put a poem on their Chipotle bag. And he won. It was, like, a, a poem about Southeast Asian refugees. He was a Hmong American, and he talked about his parents' experience. I'm like, wow, that's a great poem is on a Chipotle bag oh, wow really yes, yes. It, is it a regional bag like can I we think see it's it national here? national but I mean, that, was, that was like a year or so ago so I don't know what's going on anymore. if I were your friend I would just keep like keep all the bags all the bags yeah memorabilia um okay so when you're not at restaurants I want to know more about what you ate growing up okay. can you talk about what that was like yeah so Growing up, we didn't really go out to eat all that mm-hmm. often. Um, there weren't really that many. So I'm Chinese. My family is Chinese. There weren't too many Chinese restaurants to choose from where we mm-hmm. lived. Um, so like nine times out of ten, our meals would be cooked by my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I could go into all Mama of... Said. <laughs> Mama said. I could go into all of Mama Sin's amazing dishes, yeah. which she learned from Grandma. Pick one. Uh, Lung. Um, I really love the this like fermented black bean and Ooh. garlic spirit dish. Ooh. It's really good. Um, and, and it's basically marinated in a lot of garlic, um, preserved plum, um, fermented black beans that's like been rehydrated and it mm-hmm. kind of sits there. And you know, you have your standard Asian marinade of like soy, sugar, salt bit of like Shaoxing rice wine, mm-hmm. cornstarch, um, white make pepper. This? I can. Why didn't you make this? <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I Why made now? this very basic lettuce wrap <laughs> and we're just munching on hummus okay. and crackers. Uh, yeah, I'll make it for you one day. Great, great. And oh, and best of all, it has some chili in it as well. Ooh, so like it's like savory and spicy and it's so mm-hmm. good. And then usually like after we finish eating, I love the sauce. So I would spoon it over a big bowl of white rice it's like mm. fluffy it's, it's so great wow does your mom know that's one of your favorites i think she does okay yeah is she gonna listen to this podcast i'm gonna make her <laughs> listen to this podcast hey mom uh, <laughs> good good um and then 
you know, there are some other... Um, What's... Is there a, a dish that you don't like from Mama Sin? <laughs> okay, how do we put this on mute? <laughs> Honestly, like, when I was growing up, there were some things that I wasn't too keen on yeah. that now I've come to appreciate. Um, so... So there, I don't like bitter melon. Have you had bitter I melon like the before? Soup. Do I like the soup? I've had the soup at a Taiwanese restaurant before. It was bitter melon. And I didn't like it. Yeah. So like it's pretty rare. But sometimes she's like, oh, I, I read in some it's newspaper that it's good for you. It has all these properties that are good for X. And I was like, okay. Mm. And then I kind of was like, yeah, as a kid, I don't think any kid would like anything bitter. Yeah. Like, for me, I just started... Well, not just, but I, I love bitter things now. Um, like, bitter chocolate. Mm, yeah. Bitter... Well, what else is bitter? Um, like, some lettuces. Like, Some arugula. lettuces are bitter. Some yeah, vegetables like are bitter. Something. Bitter people. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, I believe the health benefits. So, eat your bitter... Bitter melon. All right. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So, let's go into... The next topic, which is a video. Oh, 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 oh don't like that. Okay. okay, this is my first time trying to multiple, multiple, well, I don't even know what it's called. So can the audience listen to our video? I, I hope so. This is going to be the first time. If we, not, we can edit it in. So everyone, I'm going through my Facebook because I saved the video on there and we're going to watch it. It's called Hawaiian Poi Factory. Here we go. Okay, so we are back. Our mic uh, got cut off while we were watching the video, but let's describe the video that we were watching. So we were watching what? Uh, this was a video um, in which folks were showing how poi is made. Yes. And poi is this... Is it a dessert? It's, it's this carb, it's I guess. It's a carb, yeah. And it's taro yep. that they clean, they steam, they mm-hmm. smash into a paste, maybe add a bit of water um, until it becomes this kind of... Gloopy. It's like, what would you describe the look of the consistency? It's like, put, like, uh, what is it? P- pudding? The p- play pudding like, you play with? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really elastic and mm. it almost reminds me of mochi. Kind of, but more watery. Right. right. Yeah, more watery. So poi, it is, um, I don't, its origins, I believe, is from Hawaii. When I lived in Hawaii, a lot of the local plates always, inc- especially like the parties, they always included poi. Mm. Poi is where you're pounding the, the taro for, for a very long time, adding water gradually, and get this like mushy pudding paste. Um, it's like goop, um, and people eat it. It's like their, car- like their bread or their rice, and mm. they eat it with their, their poke or their other meats. Um, when I first had it, it took. I was. I didn't really. I didn't know what was the kick about it because there's. There's not much flavor. Um, there's a, like a hint of taro flavor, mm. but there's. I when I had it, there was no sugar or salt seasoning. Interesting. But I think it just adds like even like just with the rice, there's no seasoning for just plain rice. Right. Or, so it's kind of you just add it and eat it like that. Okay. And do you eat it with your hands? Do you eat it with a fork? Um, you eat it with your finger. <laughs> but I think people eat it with a spoon. Okay. Yeah, a spoon. And is it common in like a plate lunch? Yeah, I feel like that's uh, a very traditional. Thing. Yeah, very traditional plate lunch. Go with your uh, mac salad. Yeah, and... yeah. Uh-huh. 
Um, and I think it takes people to get used to it. A lot, I know from my friend that was a Hawaiian and born and raised there, she grew up eating it, so she loved it. But mm-hmm. for people that are from outside, like just visiting, they, they, it takes some time. For me, it took me time to adjust to, mm-hmm. to eat it. I want to um, try it now. Yeah, you should go. Are there any it. good Hawaiian restaurants in LA, or we I have, have to fly to the seen, island? <laughs> like, I've been to some Hawaiian restaurants, quote quotes, quotes yeah. um, and I've not seen poi on the menu, so mm-hmm. maybe this is a thing. We could. I mean, the pe- poi needs to come to LA that I have not found yet. Okay. So yeah, poi, poi. I'm sure it's very like, good for you. It's yeah, taros, it's very nutritious. Like, has, has a lot, of, a lot of vitamins, and and I think it's fun to eat because it's all goop. So that <laughs> it's easy. When if Paltrow would eat approve? Swallow, <laughs> swallow. So, with talking about foods like poi, is there a certain food? In your culture, upbringing that was similar to poi? Mm. Was it? I don't know. There's this one goopy dessert that, truthfully, I didn't really like when I was a kid, but now I think it's fine. Actually, I find it quite delicious. And it's this, like, black sesame dessert. Mm -hmm. Um, So you would just wash the sesame, roast it. Um, I don't know if you use a mortar and pestle. Usually just, like, a blender. Mm -hmm. So it becomes this very fine... Kind of like uh, toasted rice powder, but instead of using sticky mm-hmm. rice, you use black sesame. Black Oh. Yeah. So, so you, do you, do you get a huge wok, and then you kind of stir fry the black uh-huh. sesame until it gets really fragrant, uh-huh. and then you blitz it until it becomes a very fine powder. Ooh, that sounds good. And then you add water, Yes. and then you cook the whole sludge. And mm-hmm. you add, um, sometimes people add a bit of ginger okay. and um, rock sugar. So it's this moderately sweet dessert. You can eat it hot or cold. I like it cold. Okay. That's a dessert. Yeah. Because you have have the rock sugar. And it's really fragrant because you have toasted black sesame. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) I don't know if this is true or not, but growing up, my grandmother would always say, oh, you should eat this because it's this very black goop Mm -hmm. and it'll make your hair. Oh, that's clearly it hasn't worked because now I have like (laughs) pick out white, uh, random white hairs. But um, yeah, wow, goop. So that's I guess you can call it Chinese goop. Chinese goop, Chinese poi. Yeah, I'll have to make it for you one day. What is? Is there one in Lao culture? Um, what about the rice paste? Oh, I mean, yeah, kind of. He's talking about mian muong luong, which is a sticky rice paste. Um, it's. I would say it's less goopy, uh, but I think that's pretty close actually to to goop. It's very, it's actually very flavorful compared to the poi I mm. had. Um, it's just a flavor adventure in your mouth. <laughs> um, so poi and goop. Okay, so then let's see. With your food adventures, where what have you been experimenting with, or what have you been doing to continue learning with cooking and food? Sure. Um, or before even them and them, before you met me, did you talk to them about, like, did you know what Lao food was? Did you know how to... Like, he now has a modern pestle. I pesto. have a modern Wonderful. <laughs> I have padak, in, which is fermented fish That's sauce. That's the only thing he has in his fridge. <laughs> and some eggs. Um, so, no, I wasn't really familiar with um, Lao food. I was familiar with other Southeast Asian foods, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, like <clears throat> Isan, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
you know, there, there are places in LA that serve it. Um, and there's a, there's a big Thai town. But, you know, these are two completely different cuisines, two completely different cultures, two different uh, countries. Um, yeah. And now I've, I just really love Lop. Ooh, he made his own lap uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> Nam Kao Ta. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really go wrong with deep fried crispy rice. So good. With lime and cilantro and chili, red onion. So what do you make, you want to tell the listeners, what do you make on um, on a Monday through Friday for, for dinner? It depends. Um, usually I try to keep it simple and healthy. Um, so let's say, yeah, like just last week, um, I made chicken lettuce wraps, uh, and I just had some of the leftovers that Sang saw. Yup, it was delicious. Um, Who did you get the recipe from? It was from Chrissy Teigen. We had, we had her on the show last week. Actually, not her, but her, a news about her. Oh, dang. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really good. It's all, she's, I think she's really into like eating clean. Yup, and, and she's Thai, half Thai. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so it, it's really a center. It kind of depends on what I feel like, what's in my fridge. Yeah. Um, I think on was it Saturday, Saturday? So yesterday morning, I made breakfast, and I was really excited because I found that I had some extra tomato sauce in my mm-hmm. fridge, and I wasn't sure how to use it. So I made eggs in purgatory, which is this Italian eggs dish. So what Sounds you do dangerous. is you get a pan, usually cast iron. Um, you kind of pour in your extra tomato sauce, and then you just heat it up and then plop two eggs mm-hmm. you crack open two eggs on it and then it sort of cooks and then the egg if it, if, you, if it's done perfectly the egg is just done it might be mm-hmm. slightly runny okay and then you eat it with a big hunk of uh, crusty bread mm-hmm. and yeah so it's basically tomato sauce eggs and bread okay <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's really good and i reckon and it, it just looks so pretty yeah. like you can pile some italian why didn't i see this i didn't see this i should have taken a picture why are you, not ta- you need to document these I food know. adventures post them on instagram <laughs> um so i'm looking at your your this big grapefruit is that a grapefruit i think it's a pomelo pomelo oh, is that like a sister of a grapefruit it's yeah same family i find it um to be more fragrant here you can take a whiff and i think it's just or it might oh. be just a grapefruit. <laughs> maybe smelling, maybe both. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's basically. Um, I find it to be a less bitter variant. So do you of like grapefruit. those? I do. Um, it's one of my favorite citruses to oh. try. Um, I mean, if you eat the pith, it's gonna be bitter. But if you, it's great in salads too. Mm-hmm. Um, so cut it up into wedges. Drizzle some balsamic. Some nice fancy lettuce, some cheese, mm-hmm. and it makes for a really good salad. And you want to explain to the listeners what all these things that it's on? These these really oh, well-crafted yes, um, items? So this is on a, um, a pronged fruit basket made by... There's this brand called Sin. Ooh, another Sin. Yeah, because, I mean, my name is Michael Sin. <laughs> uh, no, it's my sister's brand. Uh, it's called uh-huh. Sin Lived In. Uh-huh. Um, and everything she makes is handcrafted in brooklyn new york Ooh, very cool um and she's a designer um she has a background in advertising she was a creative director for many years and mm-hmm. she started her own um home goods she's kind an of entrepreneur brand. she's an entrepreneur it runs in the family yeah so um one of the perks is i get <laughs> all the well some of the reject 
mm, you know, if something happens aliens. wrong in the kiln. Um, so I have these lovely free plates. Very cool concept. And unless if you're really like looking carefully at it, because uh -huh. her quality control is very high, mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't really know that this is a. Uh, so to describe to the listener what you what these look like. Right. right? So these two, you can listen to it. Um, they are uh, porcelain plates, mm -hmm. and they are shaped like paper plates. So I, I guess it's kind of ironic and cutesy, um, but it's great for picnics. Mm -hmm. you know, it's perfect for like a burger. Um, it's also more sustainable than using real paper plates because you can keep reusing True. them. Um, and I just love how thin they feel. I like the matte finish. It's not like overly glazed. I like that, the lemon. Oh, the, yeah, so this one is a coffee filter. So this is part of the same collection. It's porcelain items that look like disposable paper products. Yep. So this one looks like a coffee filter, but it's actually made of porcelain so and cool. it's a fruit bowl. She also has this ice cream cone. Oh, the infamous <laughs> ice cream cone. I have one. Yeah, it's it's... I like it. It makes the ice cream, ex it elevates the it ice does. cream eating experience. It's less calories. Yeah, it's, it's a low carb um, option. But mm -hmm. it's basically an ice cream cup that looks like a ice cream cone. Yeah. So what are your, some of your friends' thoughts when they first see these items? Or touch them? Or when, have, do they comment about you? Like your... You know, I'm just so used to them, so I don't really yeah. give it second thought. Um, but yeah, people ask. It's like... Oh, I think it's a great conversation starter. Yeah. I remember when I first saw them, I was like, what are these? Like, they're really cheap. But then I was like, oh my God, these are so cool. <laughs> Michael, why are you always eating out of paper plates? Like, you have a dishwasher. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, you said that her company's name Sin? Yeah, S-I-N. Um, you can get totally it. Find her. You could find her on virginiasin.com. Mm -hmm. You can also follow her on Instagram. Um, her handle is Sin, short for Virginia. Um, yeah. Wow, yeah. who knew? She's going to be so happy. <laughs> you better tell her to listen to it. I know, yeah. Uh, uh, and one of the things, there was a celebrity that um, bought the plates. That I was like, wow, that's so cool, right? You wanna oh, yeah. Um, oh, was what, it Gwyneth Paltrow? I think Gwen yeah. bought some. And, um, some of her plates are also used at fancy restaurants. Mm -hmm. So there's this like Michelin-starred place called... I want to say like 11 Madison. Where is it? It's in Manhattan in New York. Ah. Madison Park, 11 Madison. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, it's highly regarded and they have this one course called the Picnic Basket mm -hmm. in which they take out a picnic basket and they get out like really nice charcuterie and cheeses and, and bread and it's served on these um, paper plates. Parcel so paper cute plates. and creative. I love them. I love them. Go buy them. <laughs> um... So with with talking about entrepreneurship, yeah, did were you inspired by your sister? Did you pursue any of the things you do, or were you just you your own idea? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we we could segue into I guess not a food related yeah, sure, yeah. venture, um, but I have a website called Lease Hacker. Ooh, what is Lease Hacker? And I guess it's also inspired, and I'm the co-founder of it. It's also founded by my good friend Victoria Shea. Victoria, and. Um, it's essentially a website that focuses on car leasing, mm -hmm. which is really random, I know. Um, but there's really no other website like it that approaches leasing in the same way. And I guess you can say I was inspired by a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, so I was like, okay, like, you know, 
let's give this a shot. So we created this website, and now it's one of the Huge. more it's one of the more popular um, websites on the interwebs. There's a very active forum where thousands of people have too much time on their hands, arguably, <laughs> <laughs> just like sometimes they just argue and then they talk about like what's the best car to lease. Mm. Um, but I think you know we're it's we're taking each step one step at a time. Um, we were... You're on local news. Oh, we were on local news. Yeah, he's Yay. a star. It's kind of this hilarious experience. <laughs> they just reached out to us like, hey, do you want a segment? So we, we were on KTLA 5. Mm. Um, and then they have this segment called Rich on Tech. Ooh, and we just explained the five things you need to know about leasing a car. So That's can... useful. Like, I don't even know. I always ask Michael, like, I don't know what I'm doing with the car stuff. <laughs> well, it's not for everybody. Um, it's not great if you have to drive a lot like yeah um but yeah there are a lot of hacks what got you into this or cars in general it's just an interest i've always had when i was a kid apparently um this is what my parents said like i would be in the car seat in the back and i'd pretend i'm driving like i would hold up a paper plate thinking that's a steering wheel and just like wee (laughs) pay attention um and then i would run around the house with the paper plate as well Oh, look uh, we're coming full circle. Wow. All this paper plate, yeah. Who knew? So I would just like pretend I was driving, and I'm just like. And your sister saw around. you, saw mm-hmm. you doing mm-hmm. that, so then she's like, "I'm gonna make paper plate out of this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I would draw on the plate, like I draw a speedometer on it. I would. Wow, fascinating. <laughs> I always have friends that are also interested in cars. I never understood why, but I'm sure it's the other way around too. When friends are seeing me do other things, I'm like, "Why is he interested?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like it's, Everyone has their own It's just the means of, of transportation. I mean, I studied yeah. transportation. It's so expensive. It is. And I think we're... As a car person, I'm ready to admit that we are better off as a society if we were less car dependent. Ooh, does your lease hacker partner know this? That's fine. I mean, like, <laughs> we should look at alternative forms of yes. mobility. Um, it's better for the environment. It's better for public health if people walk. Um, it makes for better public spaces if you see people out on the streets. People yep. are happier. Um, you're not, you know, you see more people. You're not just in your little metal shell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think car makers are responding to that, and then they, you know, are looking mm-hmm. into alternate ownership models. A lot are focused mm-hmm. on mobility and car sharing um, and autonomy. Mm-hmm. And I guess this dystopian future. Uh, that we may have one day is everyone will there'll just be a bunch of driverless ubers and lifts floating oh, on the streets yeah, to that, take you from things are happening i see some of the cars that they're making it's kind of scary to be in a driverless car though i don't know i trust them yet. put all put on all the seatbelts yeah yeah okay good we now we know something else about you he <laughs> has all these businesses and he has a lot of money <laughs> uh, not quite <laughs> not yet not yet yeah. the Hopefully future maybe. okay not um, as many businesses as Sang, though. That's Sang true. Has, that's like, a true. T- you know, <laughs> Sang's Fitness. You have Sang's Just put Kitchen. Put Sang in front of it, and I own it. Sang Sang Chi. Your Sang own kimchi anything. brand. Yes. Sang. Buy it all. Sang Sang, Sang macarons. Oh yes. Sang's. Why didn't you bring me? Any? I actually did bring you stuff. Surprise! Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually break stuff, don't we? Okay. So the last topic I want to go into is one of my favorite people um, as of the few months ago. 
She, her name is, let's get the article open. Come on, why This is from W Magazine. Yeah. And the article is called Tiffany Haddish Recalls oh, a Time Taylor so Swift funny. Cooked Soul Food for Her. Do you know who she is? I've watched clips of her very briefly. Where? Like, which clips? Um, was she the one who was talking about. I'm going to have to Google this. She always has encounters with various celebrities. Yes. Like, like Will, Will Smith. Smith and Jada. She and went to the swamp. She, yes. So she went to the swamp. Um, I actually only saw this very, oh, very recently. So great. So great. Um, wow. We love you, Tiffany. I want to meet her. She, she, she considers herself as an energy producer. That was her first uh, role. She would go to Jewish um, parties, bar mitzvahs, and she'd come in with her energy producing skills. And I just love her energy that she brings she's been through a lot of adversity and able to wow. just like she was homeless for a period of time as wow. uh, doing stand-up comedy but you know she's still you know k- killing it with the game and all that kudos so, to her so this article i wanted i brought it up because it talks to her about the time where she hosted saturday night live she was the first black comedian to host saturday night live in history and so she met taylor swift because she was the the artist at the time and so they talked about food. And so that's why the, this article is up here. Okay. So you want to read the, the, that paragraph? Sure. So here's a quote. Um, it says, I said, look, if I come over, you got to make me some barbecue chicken, some potato salad, and brisket, she said. I'm guessing she is Taylor yep. Swift, T-Swift. To her surprise, Swift obliged and apparently whipped up some delicious soul food. When I get over there, she got all this food. First of all, Taylor can can cook. Okay, she can cook. <laughs> like the chicken was bomb, and she made cornbread bomb, so good. And then she ate my greens, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, Tiffany, I've been wanting greens for so long. <laughs> I go to all these different places and get greens, and they're never good. These greens are so delicious." And I was like, "Girl, because them is <laughs> joyful greens." So I can see what you mean by like. Energy producer. Oh, I wish you would have like spoken in her. I, I, her girl, energy. cause them, cause then there you go. Joyful greens. There you go. So that art, that paragraph. Do you think Taylor Swift made the? Can she Taylor make? I don't soul food. <laughs> she probably knows people. She probably has like personal chefs. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe. Hello, Maybe. can you call? <laughs> But, yeah, when I heard that she made soul food for Tiffany, I was like, come on, Tiffany, is this a story you just wanted to say for a story? Or did, is Taylor a true soul food cooker? I mean, if she is, I want to try it. Maybe she's Maybe she talented is. She's in very ways talented. that we don't know. She is. And then Tiffany, is, she's a, she's a, she loves gardening. She has a garden in her backyard. I know everything about her because I watch her on Ellen. I watch her on The View. <laughs> All the interviews. She's great. Um, you know where she lives. I know where she lives in South Central LA. Um, she can now pay off her mortgage because of all of her success. Oh, you really do know? <laughs> do you even know how much she owes on her mortgage? Yeah, so soon I, will, I would love to meet her um, and interview about her greens. Um, but yeah, she is about 38 years old and she's been killing the Hollywood game. Um, as of recently, she was in the movie, um, Girls Trip. Okay. Have you seen it? I have not. I have yet to see it too, but it was, uh, it made a lot of money and she was the, the big star in there that was surprised everyone in her, her, her acting skills. Um, so if, if y'all, you know, her, she has a new book out. I feel like I'm her publicist. She has a new book out. <laughs> it's called the, I believe, The Last Black Unicorn. It tells about her story, what she's been through, and how she views life and her success now. Um, 
Yeah, I just love her energy. It seems like she's very healthy. She seems like she cooks a lot, um, has a lot of greens in her backyard. (laughs) Um, She talks about, um, what is it? Her dream, when she was on Ellen, her dream was to to meet Oprah because she knows that Oprah loves gardening too. Mm -hmm. And so that one day when she um, can bring her joyful greens to Oprah where they can like go around the country selling joyful greens. That's such a great great. brand to imagine that joyful greens. Joyful greens. Has she met Oprah? I'm sure she um, has. I don't know yet. I don't know if she has. Uh, Tiffany, let us know if you've met Oprah. <laughs> we'll, tag, we'll tag you. Give us a ring and we'll tag Give you. Give us a ring. Yeah, so I just wanted to briefly mention her. Just because, like, she's, she's amazing. Cool. And I think yeah. people should learn about her um, and just her story. Because it's very um, motivational and inspiring um, to see where she's come from. Nice. Okay, so before we end, um, I want to ask you about your favorite food that you would suggest for our listeners to try okay. and a favorite restaurants as of Ooh. lately what's on your list okay um hmm. i'm actually gonna go i'm gonna start with favorite restaurant and it's not my favorite restaurant but mm-hmm. it's a good restaurant that i encourage our listeners to check okay. out i recently went and i've been before to pollo Salabrasa mm-hmm. on western in k-town um and they've remodeled, and now it's this very clean and kind of, I want to say sophisticated, but it's a very, like, modern-looking building now. And they have just delicious pollo a la brasa. So it's, like, Peruvian-style rotisserie chicken, and you can see all the chicken on a spit, rotating. Um, you can get it with fries. You can get it with a really surprisingly good salad. The salad always has, like beets and like random slices of, of avocado what kind of dressing um i don't know i usually don't even add the dressing because okay. the chicken is so juicy oh, that it kind that of like yeah that is the dressing okay. um it's just like a really inexpensive mm-hmm. solid um peruvian chicken place awesome. and they have actually a few locations they have one in gardena in the south bay mm-hmm. and they have the k-town one and they're run by an okinawan Peruvian family. Ooh. So they speak Spanish, obviously, because they're from Peru. Mm-hmm. I think they also speak Japanese and English. Um, and it's just this great, like, mingling of, of culture and food. Yeah. And I just really like going there. Wait, what is it called again? Pollos a la Brasa, or Pollo a la Brasa. Chicken. Pollo a la Brasa. What's it? Is Brasa braised? like braised? But it's not braised. It's maybe roasted. Uh, wait, so why haven't you not brought me here when we do business today? <laughs> <laughs> Next! And they have really good ahi, which is this like green oh. sauce that has cilantro and garlic and it's kind of spicy. I just like squirt it all over the chicken and yeah. it's, it's yum. And then the chicken skin is usually crisp. And even if you get the white meat, it's moist. And it's like $7. That's a good deal. Yeah. Let's go there next time. Yeah. Okay. For Shout next out to them. Um, business dinner. Awesome. Okay. And then what's next? Uh, is it a favorite dish? Food dish Food. that you would suggest mm. people to try? You know, I'm a huge pasta fan. Yes, you are. Do you have you ever made your own pasta? I have. I have okay. a pasta. You have machine. a pasta machine? Yep. Oh, Why? a roller. I learned how to make pasta from Chef Gino this last weekend. I'm going to start making <laughs> Lao pasta. Ooh, yeah. Like egg noodles, maybe, oh. for your curries. Mm red curry yes um but yeah i love pasta um i eat pasta all what day what kind like you that that you would like is your favorite that you would i have. like hearty pasta so usually pastas with egg in them Ooh. i like them kind of chewy with jagged edge it doesn't have to be perfect it can be rustic 
Um, don't give me like angel hair. None of that. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, but like you know, and it's amazing. Like you can have pasta in so many different cuisines. You can have yeah. pasta like ch- chicken noodle soup in a Korean restaurant. Um, I really like North Northern Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get like beef stew noodles with you know egg noodles, and it's mm-hmm. usually braised beef shank with tendon. Um, and this really lovely broth that's usually a bit spicy and it's cilantro and it's just so like savory and, and earthy. It's usually mm. like five spice powder, I think. Um, and I think if we want to feel more refined, um, not refined, but just like, I guess, bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this place called Bestia. It's in LA in the Arts District and they do really great pasta dishes. My favorite is their cavatelli alla norcina. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering the so Italian. Many good things you never heard. <laughs> uh, I'm probably pronouncing it extremely wrong. Okay. Um, but it's, it's uh, cavatelli, so it's these little like ricotta dumplings. Mm. And it's perfectly cooked, it's al dente. Um, it's in this amazing sauce that has mm-hmm. real truffle not like truffle oil like real shaved truffle. black truffle and it's just so like pungent and savory and wonderful okay i recommend it so we gotta try that restaurant and pasta and what was the pollo a la brasa yes those three yeah. <clears throat> all right so before we let you go michael um how can people find you and thumb and thumb or what do you want to share with our yeah, people yeah so they can find thumb and thumb our instagram handle is thumb and thumb t-h-u-m and a-n-d t-h-u-m mm-hmm. um where are we gonna pop up next oh i don't I know. know well if you follow us you'll know and yes, i think how? it's really exciting um you know wherever we will be we will let you guys know awesome awesome well thank you michael for being on this podcast Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, So listeners, hopefully you all learned some new things. And I'll catch you next time on Fresh Off The Play. (laughs) Bye.